and welcome to the Ascribe podcast, a space to inspire women to build their brands and business without leaving their faith behind. And I'm your host, Janet Oyadilla. You'll be hearing candid conversations with founders, thought leaders, and inspiring individuals on navigating faith and life as an entrepreneur. Get ready to be challenged and encouraged as you listen. This is the Ascribe podcast. Okay, so I'm really excited to be joined today by a remarkable woman who is the co-founder and CEO of Recognized, a business and social movement that brings together amazing causes with beautiful products to raise awareness around some of the biggest issues that we're facing today, such as modern slavery, mental health and cancer. So today we're joined by Annika. Welcome Annika, it's so lovely to have you with us. Hi, it's so lovely to be here. Once again, I just want to thank you for taking the time out to join us today on the Ascribe podcast, um, where we'll be learning a bit more about your personal journey, your faith journey, and also just about your journey and experiences as the CEO of such a reputable brand, um, the lessons, the challenges, and all the inspirations that have really led towards the things that you're doing. So I thought it'd be nice to start off with understanding a bit more about you. How do you feel like your faith has influenced you as a woman in terms of your beliefs, your work, um, even your relationships at the moment. So how would you say that your faith has influenced the woman that we see you as today? Wow, that's such a good question. I think for me, it, and you know, really, and it's not like this for everyone, but for me, it, it really is so clean cut, that moment that I gave my life to Jesus and, um, and the person I was before and the person I've been becoming since. And I think as a woman, who am I as a woman without God? What does it mean? Like without who I, who was I before? And I would say I was quite an insecure person. I felt I wasn't good enough. I felt really, you know, unsure of myself. Comparison was a massive issue. And I guess I just didn't know my true worth before I met God. And now if you're listening and you don't know God, I'm not by any means suggesting that those you know those things are what you're experiencing like I don't know it's different for everyone and but I would say that having lived without God when you do find God all of a sudden it's like things just make sense and I would say I feel complete and I feel like I'm connected to a source that gives me my identity and that I know that you know no matter what that I am enough and um, you know, as and then anyone listening who does have a faith, you'll know that this is still a journey. It's a daily choice, I think, to sit in your identity as a child of God um, and to kind of, you know, walk that line and understand what that means. Because so often I think we forget that. And actually, as soon as we remember that, I think it makes all the difference. But yeah, I think as a woman, I think I just have that confidence because because of who God is. You know, it says those who trust in the Lord, their confidence is in him. And they will be like, I think it's a firm standing tree planted by a riverbed and they'll never fail to bear fruit and their leaves won't wither when the drought comes. And I think, you know, as a woman, like, what does that, what does that look like? Is that the full expression of, you know, being connected to God is that you'll be this firm planted tree and that you'll bear much fruit and that you'll, you won't wither in hard seasons and, um, I think in terms of my work, I think that's definitely a verse that I would hang on to. 
I think that's lovely. And I think it's so important that, you know, your identity and your worth being tied to God um, is something that produces that sense of confidence because it does impact the way we show up um, as women, whether it be at work, whether it be socially, even the way we show up with just ourselves and, you know, battling through any insecurities um, and just knowing that with God, you know, our identity being tied to him, with God, we are everything, like, we are everything that he needs us to be, we are complete, Um, Mm. and it's just great to have that sense of security that's based in him, because he never changes. Sometimes when I found myself placing my identity in certain things, um, I've realised that my my self-belief and my self-esteem can go through the motions like one minute I'm fine the next minute I'm not but every time I go back into the word or remind myself about who I am in God it just gives me that sense of stability again and it just makes me feel more safe and I think just even speaking about that nicely leads into you know how you show up in the workspace and it would be nice to kind of hear a bit more about your journey in entrepreneurship and how it all started um how you moved into that space of starting um recognized store gosh yeah um yeah and I also just wanted to quickly jump on what you were just saying as well of I kind of I meant to say this but it's not just who you are as a woman like by you know I feel like we throw the word identity around a lot don't we like Mm -hmm. what does identity actually mean it's like who you've been made to be and I think you know that at the core is you know um, a child of God made in his likeness you know all the many promises that he speaks over you but I think for me the biggest exploration of understanding that is through my calling and purpose and knowing that you know there's that and this kind of leads on to your question just now but that idea there's that I think that verse in Ephesians that says he designed the works that you were going to do before he designed you Mm. I think that's just so cool (laughs) um you know that he yeah that so just me just that's where that confidence comes from doesn't it because it's like well I was made to do this and I think um you know I, I hope everyone gets to experience that I'm so passionate about I think people understanding their purpose and what they were made to do because I genuinely believe we have all been made to do something and um I think the, that's an adventure in itself and I hope people get to experience that feeling where you're like oh like even it's like small moments in my day where I'm like oh right yeah like I was made to do this <laughs> like this just clicks this just makes so much sense and I think that's a big part of who we are um and I guess, yeah, just talk a bit then about, yeah, the, my journey. And I can never say the word entrepreneurship. <laughs> there you go. Entrepreneurship. Um, and as I say, it really has, through my journey of entrepreneurship, I would say I've totally been understanding more about who I am, who God is, the plans that he has for my life. And um, so Recognize actually started, um, goodness knows, I mean, I'm tempted to say six years now, where the idea was birthed. We didn't actually found the brand until two and a half years ago. But six years ago, I was at university and I had a dream. And, um, you know, I went, I actually was back, I think it was Christmas holidays and I was back um, in the Lake District and I went to bed one night and I closed my eyes and I li- I literally had a dream and in my dream I saw a woman who had depression walking into a supermarket and at the till point she saw another woman wearing a bracelet that had a dove on and I saw the words I stand with you and in that moment the woman didn't feel as alone 
and she just had this moment of recognition and knowing that you know someone else understands what I'm going through I'm, I'm not the only one and that was my dream and I woke up and I thought I've never had a dream like that I think well I had actually I'd had <laughs> I'd had one other dream like that and that was another dream um to do of recognized but this was so vivid and so clear and I just never really forgot about it and I went back to uni that term and there were so many people talking about their mental health and I remember so many friends came up to me that term and talked to me about their mental health experiences but they talked about it after they'd been through it and not at the time and it just really struck me because these were, you know, really close friends. So I had one of my really close friends come up and say, oh, Annika, I've, I've just had depression for three months. And uh, <laughs> I just remember thinking, oh, my goodness, you know, how have you struggled alone? Have you not felt like you could talk about that? You know, I'm a close friend of yours. And, you know, obviously that wasn't my reaction to her, but um, it just really stuck with me and it got me thinking about my dream. And I thought, well, is there something that you can wear that can be that symbol of hope to someone else that can, you know, that be that conversation starter to a friend or be that um, just, yeah, symbol of hope to a complete stranger. And I um, began to look around and uh, I was studying business and marketing actually at uni. And I, which is a whole nother story <laughs> within itself, how I found myself onto that track. But I would likewise say on that, I feel like God kind of had his, you know, looking back, he really had his hand over that. And um, it's funny, isn't it? When you look back and you can kind of see how God's weaved the details of mm. your life together. Um, but I, yeah, I managed to end up switching courses to business and marketing. And um, so if you do, anyone's done a business degree, you're very used to researching. And I did a kind of bit of a re- market analysis on, you know, what's out there that looks that you can wear to support a cause. And everything I found was just like charity wristband or a badge or like a really naff t-shirt. And I remember just thinking, I don't want to wear these. Like these, these don't even really do the causes justice. There's no like value in these products that match up to the depths of people's experiences. And I basically from that point was like, right, I want to make something that looks good and does good. (laughs) And that was really, that was the beginning of Recognize. Now, as I'll come on to talk about, I would say where it's funny how like day by day, like that initial vision has evolved and God has imparted more of what it actually is. So that was what like, six years ago to be honest recognize was always there in my mind I'd always think about it I'd always talk about it but I never actually did anything about it for like a couple of years and um I basically ended up at um focus festival where this woman came and prayed over me and I'd never met her before in my life and she prayed over me she said Annika you've had a dream like three years ago and you've let it die and God wants you to dream again and Obviously, anyone who's ever received like a word like that from someone who doesn't know you is incredibly like, what? <laughs> it's very freaky. Um, and um, really, that was the kind of, I think, kick up the bum moment for Recognized. And interestingly, that whole summer, I definitely from that point had been in a place of, you know, but God, I like, you know, at that point, I, I thought God was asking me to create jewellery which yes, recognizes jewelry right now. But I, um, you know, I was like, well, I'm not a jewelry designer. Like, God, I, like, I've got no qualifications to do this. You know, you, why, you know, the whole kind of me, God, really? Like, I'm scared and I don't, you know, I don't want to do this. And, um, 
yeah, I think that word given really, really encouraged me and, and, and actually helped me really step out and realize that God has asked me to do something. He has put a dream in my heart and, and he has put that um, burden in my heart to see people really recognized around, you know, the issues and, and causes that we all go through every day. Um, and so basically March 2018, I left my job and I, I felt actually like I needed to take a big leap of faith. So I left my job and um, which was working for a charity called One Life at the time. And yeah, and it all, it all kind of started from there, really. My husband, Joel, he um, a week later had this kind of, I guess you could call it a God moment in the middle of the night where he also felt like he needed to leave his job and we'd found the business together and then basically over the course of the summer um we found we launched recognized and we spent the summer building the brand and then we launched it on world mental health day um 2018 and there was a whole load of stories and prayers and miracles that happened between that time um but I guess there's probably not time (laughs) to go into all of that. That's so, it's so lovely to hear how the vision has unfolded. And I know you did mention that, you know, you had the vision from about six years ago and you didn't really start working on it until about two and a half years ago. But I think it's so pertinent to understand that sometimes God will ignite a passion or stir something up in your heart or raise your awareness to something. And over time, it will unravel. And I think it's just the beauty of having those small beginnings because oftentimes when we hear about businesses, we think of this big bang kind of explosion where, you know, you just get the idea and then you launch it the following day. But talk us through some of those initial emotions because I know you did mention that at first you was like, God, me, like really. Um, tell us a bit about those earlier days of actually starting. So you've now launched it and you started it with your husband. Mm. How was you actually feeling in the initial moments of launching hmm. it's funny like thinking back um I think I felt a, a mixture of super excited and I think we were you know you kind of have that fresh out of the gate probably energy <laughs> that I think after a couple of years of running a business um depletes <laughs> um and so I sometimes look back and I'm like wow like we had so much energy and like you know, oh my gosh, you've kind of not been like, you've not failed really at that point, you know, and you've not um, been knocked sideways and X, Y, Z. So I do think there's that, I think it's such a fun time. Um, it definitely was a fun time. I think, but also I probably guess my mindsets and emotion also probably at that time were, I remember thinking a lot of, I went on a big process of thinking, I was more scared. The only fear I felt was like, God, what if, like, what if I got this wrong? <laughs> like, what if that dream wasn't from you? Or like, you know, I don't know, what if that was just a dream? Do you know what I mean? And I, I believe that that dream was from God. And um, I think you've only got to look at the business today to kind of think, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of a bit weird that this started from a dream, right? And look at it where it is now. But yeah, I guess at the time I very much was like, oh gosh, have I got this wrong? That kind of nervous anticipation of, well, what does that mean for my faith? If I got it, well, if this fails, what does that mean for my faith? Because God, I'm pretty sure that you said this type thing. And I think I really went on that journey of realizing that um, and I'm having fresh revelations even to this day of like, well, all God asks of us is to be obedient and step out and genuinely can testify that through obedience, God brings blessing. And I feel like we've had an uncanny favor over our business 
And I genuinely believe it's because we have stepped out and we have listened to God and we have gone back. It's like this constant evolution of going out and coming back to him and going out and coming back to him and doing it with him. You're not doing it alone. It's about him. You're joining him with what he's doing, not the other way around. Um, and I think, yeah, I remember one thing that we've, we've always held on to is this word, recognize the one. And I think, you know, I, I remember God saying to me at that time or like having that kind of sense of, well, if, even if this was just for one person, then that's enough. You know, even if one person feels recognized through our mental health pop-on or which would, which would have been the pop-on at the time, you know, even if one person sees that and knows that they're not alone or has the hope to keep going, then that's enough. And that was the dream I saw. And yeah, just that you've just got to, you've just got to keep stepping out and trusting. Yeah. I, I feel like trust is such a key word when it comes to business and entrepreneurship, especially when you're in the faith, because it does require a strong sense of just trusting that God knows where he's taking you and although you might not see how everything's going to unfold you just know that God's with you and he will get you through any challenges um, or anything that you know you didn't expect um, to arise he will get you through it Um, so have there been any challenges since starting and how have you been able to navigate that? Um, Yes (laughs) there have been many many challenges Um, there's been big challenges there's been personal challenges, there's been daily challenges. I mean, pe- people who are familiar with our story is that um, Joel, um, my husband, and we founded the business together, he was actually diagnosed with cancer <laughs> a year into starting Recognised. So I guess that is a massive challenge. And um, I remember feeling really, really confused. And it fortunately, probably just before we get any further, Joel is okay and... Um, it was very quick, actually. It was um, treated with surgery and we got the all clear a few few months later. But, you know, we launched the brand in October 2018 and in March 2019, Joel was going to scans and tests and things and we got, you know, we just launched our Pearl Pop ones, actually, and we'd spent the morning with doing this, the most beautiful launch I think we've probably done for a pop one and it was really special we had a charity partners there talking about you know their work and we did this beautiful breakfast and um you know we had all sorts of people there and and yeah but and then we said it was a moment it was a moment to celebrate and in the afternoon I remember we, we went home and we sat on our bed and we got a call from the doctor who said your biopsy isn't looking good or like it's inconclusive we need to we need to do more tests and we've actually got cause for concern here and um obviously it's just you know the the rugs pulled from beneath you and um I think it's a very confusing thing when things don't go the way in faith so like we're talking specifically the specific business well not just business it's specific kind of stepping out and go and stepping out in, into your calling or what you feel being obedient and think and doing whatever that looks like whether it's a business or um a job or a relationship like whatever got you feel you've stepped out in and been faithful to I think it's very confusing when things then don't go well because you're like well god you told me to do it and and I think all I could say to that the revelation gosh there's so many things I've learned through that but one of the things is you know Jesus says like you will have trouble in the world he doesn't say it's going to be easy but he does say he'll be with you and I think that's that's something I've learned. And even through like Joel's 
treatment and through that time I actually probably felt closer to God than I have at other points and I know that he carried us through that time and I know that he was continued to work on our behalf and um you know it's funny after what was you know got to be you know you hear the word cancer it's yeah probably got to be up there with it is up there with the you know probably worst year most challenging year of our lives and two you know six months into founding a business but also two years into our marriage um what started as this horrendous year ended with probably one of the best years of our lives and I remember being in October praying to God and honestly on my knees like you know when you can't even pray anymore you're just kind of groaning with like your tears and you know I feel like you know that whole thing about the spirit interceding for you well that's kind of where I was in October and I was like God something's got to change like we need you we you know we're still running a business through this whole time and and by November like we were approached by John Lewis which a lot of people know that story and it's actually a big (laughs) obviously a big massive thing and completely changed our business and um felt like a massive answer to prayer and we within a couple of weeks were hosting Christmas pop-ups which all I could describe as you know these pop-ups of joy and like light and hope and it was just so much fun and probably one of the most the funnest times we've probably had as a business actually those particular pop-ups um and that's you know how the year ended and I guess I remember writing a little social media post about it I don't know probably around new year of that year (laughs) as as one does classic new year post um (laughs) And I, uh, I remember just because it's coming to my mind now, but I remember writing, you know, there's pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's something to this day I hold on to dearly. And it's those words that you just have to write across your heart and, and hold on to and know because, yeah, whether you're, whatever it is that you're stepping out in, that we're not promised an easy ride, but we are promised that God will be with us. And I promise you as well that the adventure and the opportunity and the relationship that you'll foster with God and um, the things that you will see happen are are actually so extraordinary I'd rather go I'd actually rather I'd rather do that than not do it you know the the benefits outweigh the costs that's great and I think even just what you just ended with saying is is so encouraging in the sense that it's not even just about achieving the goal or you know the thing we've set for ourselves it's more about the person we're becoming along that journey and how God is really developing our character um he's developing our character to reflect Jesus you know to develop those character traits that um we need to carry through every season of life um so it's just amazing that you can look back at that and see the transformation throughout that period um, not just in terms of yourselves and how you've grown closer to God but also what he's been doing through the business um so I know you mentioned and you touched on John Lewis so talk us through um, the experience of actually working in John Lewis and what this meant for you and also the impact it had on your business operations, so such as the production cycle, the team working um, and the marketing. Cool, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> it definitely was a stretch moment for us as business. Um, you know, it's funny, isn't it? Because you always kind of want to have these big moments and these big opportunities and these kind of home runs if you like I think I've really learned about there's so much to be said for just getting your basics in place so you're prepared for those opportunities when they happen 
Um, and that's something we, we're definitely learning at the moment because, you know, opportunities like that require a whole new, you're so right to say operations. I'd say that's probably like the biggest thing that it did impact. Um, you know, you're going suddenly from, you know, we started as a direct-to-consumer brand and suddenly we were dealing with a, with a wholesaler um, on a wholesale partnership, which, um, you know, if you want me to go super detailed, um, you know, that involves barcoding <laughs> which is a whole thing that we did like have no clue about um and had to learn very quickly actually within about two weeks because within two weeks of meeting John Lewis they wanted us to host these Christmas pop-ups um and I mean do you know what I will tell you this I actually think it, it, it is helpful for anyone who finds themselves in their position or is in this position right now and it's like talk to me about barcodes like just little details like that you just wouldn't know but the like the world of barcoding you know obviously any any shop that you go into will have a barcode on that number is a universal number and that could be scanned anywhere and you know I guess essentially the world anyone who's got a EAN um scanner can scan that barcode um and they all come <laughs> from a company called GS1 and um you get you start you like do that all online you get your barcode and but then you have to like the way it works particularly with John Lewis is you give them that number and they provide you with another set of numbers called a skew and dissection number and from that you can then work with a different company to actually print that barcode like it's things like that that make so much sense to us now but we didn't know and we had like two weeks to work it out. And obviously there's timelines on, you know, how long it takes to actually line a product. And we had, um, gosh, we, I think we had 128 SKUs to line at the time because of our alphabets. Um, it was a great idea at the time to launch an alphabet range in four color combinations. <laughs> um, but when it, came to, when it comes to actually lining those products, you know, that, that takes time to do operationally from, from your... Um, retailer's side like so John Lewis and then you've got to kind of wait for that information before you can actually order your barcodes and that takes time um to come and then you've got to barcode them all and it was so funny I remember like we had this I think a day like before we launched our pop-ups and our team were you know roped in friends at this point because we were still I think it was still must have still been Joel and I and I think one intern so we had like our friends come in and help us and we were there, you know, into the night barcoding all of these products um, so that they could be sold in John Lewis stores. And um, Joel, um, one of his favourite memories is actually scanning that barcode through the till <laughs> the next day and being like, oh my gosh, it actually works. <laughs> um, like, I guess to give details, all sorts of things like that, that you have to learn very quickly. Um, and, you know, that's exhilarating, but it is also quite exhausting. Um, and there's always things that you're learning, I think, in, in any business any um project any kind of yeah when you're pioneering anything like the uh, everything is new a lot of the time and that yeah there's good things and bad things about that but um yeah I guess our operations completely went they did go to a different level and you know we also agreed a wholesale partnership with them so by March of 2019 hold on what year are we in sorry March 2020 so coming into COVID we launched our wholesale partnership with John Lewis um and that's a whole other beast. You need different barcodes. <laughs> so that's all I'm going to say about that. But um, yeah, we brought on, our team actually massively grew from that November 
yeah, I think I might have talked about this a bit before, but you do have, I think, those stretch moments as a business, which is exactly where you want to be, but when the business is growing faster than where you are. Um, And so that was probably one of the most exhausting times I think we've had as a business was in those couple of months. The demand for our products, you know, both from, you know, our direct consumer, like our, our own website, but also now obviously a whole new customer base through John Lewis and their demands and um, holding both of those with the, with the team and resources that we already had, um, that was really challenging. Um, but obviously exactly where we wanted to be. So we, we always have an expression like, this is a great problem to have. This is a great problem to have. I remember we were just so like exhausted and obviously we'd, we'd also just come off the back of, you know, a year that involved cancer. And um, it was a, it was just a weird time. It's almost like everything, everything we wanted to happen was happening, but we were also, you know, just catching up with ourselves a bit. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I, I definitely agree Like when you're stretched, it's like, yes, you want this, um, but it does require you to really level up um, and get more things in order. And I think sometimes we pray for growth and we really aspire to grow and to evolve. And it's, it's really recognizing what preparation can I be doing now to set me ahead so that when it does arrive and when it does come, I'm a bit more equipped for um, what it is that I'm, I'm hoping to see in my life or even in my business. Um, and I think that's just a great achievement. So congratulations to you on, you know, even getting into John Lewis and being able to do those pop-ups and you know have those those opportunities to really expand the brand in that sense um it's it's really a great thing to have increased exposure so yeah well done on that and I think even you know your role as a CEO um tell us a bit about what that entails because I think we live in a culture now where everyone wants to be the boss and everyone wants to be at the top um what does it mean for you on a day-to-day being the CEO of Recognised? Oh my gosh, everyone wants to be the boss, don't. Why would you want to be the boss? It's the worst thing. Um, for me, the ch- I guess there's, there's different challenges. I guess the challenge very generally is that the book will stop, does stop with you. Um, and that creates quite a bit of pressure. Um, and, you know, I think particularly as an entrepreneur, in the early days, it can feel very, like we talked a bit about it earlier, didn't we? Like it can feel quite lonely um, because you're, you know, you know, leaders are at the top and actually I, I do think you're kind of often walking a, p- a path that a lot of your peers aren't walking or your friends or, you know, obviously your employees and um, yeah, things really do stop with you. And I, I, I found that, I found that a challenge to be quite lonely at times and isolating and um, obviously we're not alone, but um, yeah, I think, I think that's a challenge. And I think within that is, you know, how do you lead yourself well? Um, because no one, I think one of the things I found hard is, you know, and this is where like mentors come in and I, I've had an, I have had an amazing mentor of the past couple of years of family recognized, but there's no one to manage you or tell you that you're really doing a good job. Um, and it depends how you receive feedback, but I really I really do need encouraging and affirmate words of affirmation are really important to me in terms of love language. So just for someone to say, Hey, Annika, you're doing a great job (laughs) would make all the difference. And obviously I get that in some ways, but there's no one to, um, particularly when things are new, you don't often know if you're doing the right thing or the wrong thing. And so I think that is, that is a challenge. And often you're leading from your intuition, your gut 
and um, particularly when you're kind of pioneering new ground and, and new ideas and things that haven't been seen or done before um you're kind of you know you're sort of at times it can feel like you're feeling yourself feeling a bit in the dark um and I guess just another challenge of being the boss <laughs> if you like or for me what does a CEO role entail well like as you'll know it is kind of everything and um <laughs> it's funny we were like joking the other day because what was Joel doing that was just so funny I think he was maybe I don't know cleaning the office or something and he we were just laughing he was like hi I'm Joel I'm the cleaner of Recognize I'm the financial director of Recognize I'm I'm the strategic director of Recognize I'm the like you know everything essentially we were just joking that you know, really, particularly at an early stage of the business, you you have to sit in so many roles with, with so many hats on. And I think one of the challenges, like, it's amazing. It's funny because you probably at times will wish those days away, but actually you have so much control and um, you get to be in so many parts of the business, which is so important when you're founding it because all of those elements need your founder's touch or your CEO's touch and they need you to be able to breathe into those areas and give them life and kind of set the vision for them um but the challenges with that as well are that obviously you're so you you can become very stretched and you know the amount of times even today I'm like oh my gosh like um <laughs> this bit's taking up so much of my time and um you know reality is in most bigger organizations you have one person <laughs> or maybe 10 people managing one role. <laughs> and when you're the CEO, you, well, particularly at the stage that we've been at over the last couple of years, um, you really are kind of managing lots of roles at the same time. And our business has evolved quite a bit now. So we have um, a small team of people who obviously manage their own things. And then, you know, in terms of, then it becomes about leading leading a team well and how you kind of build culture yeah I've learned a lot about leadership I think through through that <laughs> and how to release people particularly when I think one of you know talking about that stretch point before but one of the biggest things I'm learning even right now is you know all of a sudden it's not just you running the business you've got a team it's not just Joel and I you've got a team and how do you like release control because it can't grow if it's like a business can't just it needs to grow without you how do you let other people put their mark on things that you've fought for (laughs) and you have um done the late nights for and you know you kind of birthed this baby if you like and all of a sudden there's other people touching it and doing you know like being a part of of it and that's an amazing opportunity but it's such a scary place to be I think as like a parent it's like um, we often describe it as letting someone babysit your child um it's I think a really scary experience but obviously so important that it happens and um, we're really learning about how we release our team so that they can lead well so that they can step into their purposes so that they can thrive um and you know where's how much do you guide them in that? How much do you like fully release them? How much, um, yeah, it's, it's a hard thing to like release control over things. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's an ongoing journey as well. I feel like as you continue to see what works and what doesn't, um, you, you become more developed and skilled in that arena. I think 
as you mentioned, leadership is so key, especially as a CEO, because you're leading the vision, you're leading the team, um, and you're really leading people towards the cause of what you're doing. So, and I mean, like following on from that, something that is very apparent with the brand and with the business Mm -hmm. is how much um, attention you pay to social causes and the things that are affecting us um, as a society. Um, And I think it would just be nice to hear from your perspective, what your views are on what we could all be doing to shape society, whether that's through our work, um, through our giving, um, but just what we could all be doing, especially um, in an era like now. What would you say is a, is a good thing that people need to bear in mind when it comes to actually being conscious, aware and involved in some of these social causes? Yeah, no, I love that question. And there's a quote that I kind of comes to mind that says, we don't need few people doing big things. We need lots of people doing lots of small things and I, I really believe in that and you know it's you know it's 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 banded about quite a lot but you know if we all do one thing it makes a difference and it adds up and but I, I think I genuinely believe that and I think if we all took time out of our day to think about what where is the impact that I can make what's that one thing that I can do then I think it will come to us we probably already know the answer to that but I think often we actually need to just step back and actually think about what that one thing is and I guess I want to release people to know that it is okay just to do one thing because I think we also live in a world where in social media age where actually I think the bombardment of social responsibility is actually really unhealthy um for for us as human beings um you know I'm a I want to see the world change absolutely but we can't all do everything and I think this is distinctively different like what I'm talking about is distinctively different to like compassion fatigue where you just but it can't I guess it kind of it does kind of sit in the same ballpark of you know we're we're given so I don't know what you think but like there's just so much coming at us all the time on social media. Like you need to care about this. Oh my gosh. Now you need to be an expert on this. Okay. Now you need to fight for this. And, and I think actually we weren't designed (laughs) to like take in that like information, like all of that information. And I think sometimes that can cripple us to doing nothing because we're like, we don't even know where to begin because apparently I need to be an expert on all of on sustainability, on, you know, black lives matter movement on, um, anti-slavery on mental health like you know like everything obviously they're all important causes I completely believe that we should educate ourselves we should be aware but I think sometimes I think we've all become a bit fatigued at at it because there's just so much Mm. and I think my encouragement to people would be what is it that you what cause resonates with you like even as I say that, like what comes to your mind, what is in your heart? You know, we are talking in a faith context, you know, what has God burdened your heart with? What is that thing that you want to see changed in society? What is the change that you want to see in the world? And because I do believe those things are, are, are put inside of us. And for me, you know, it's, it's this belief that when people are recognized and when people feel seen and valued, that it will change the world. And obviously we've recognised the several causes are a big part of that because the experiences that we go through are often the things that we feel unseen in. So mental health, motherhood, cancer support, you know, all of these things, you know, whatever it is, I, I believe that people really need to be seen. And we've seen, you know, the power of recognition 
through our pop-ups and through our products and it's so so powerful and you know when when something changes within some someone that's when things change around them Um, and that's when I think you'll generally see the world change so I guess in a nutshell I guess the two things I would say is yeah ask that question what is it that you really care about what's on your heart what do you want to see changed and and then think of one thing that you can do within that to make a difference and do it every day and then the second thing would be you know if if you're asking the question what do I think genuinely can change the world or what do I think generally will change society um I really do believe that recognizing people can do that and that sits, you know, as an umbrella across all causes, you know, the, the reality is, is you never know where someone is at and you never know what they're going through or what their experiences have been. And I think the power of recognition is really these intentional moments of kindness and thoughtfulness towards other human beings that make a mark on their day, make a change in their life you know who knows what happens when you just decide to like not get irritated at the cashier (laughs) or like to stop and actually text your friend who and think about them and, and check in with them or um to really think about what would make them feel valued um I think all of you know helping people feel seen and valued I think is one of the most important things that we can do today um and I think as we do, it will create ripple effects of how they then go on to treat other people. I think that was so beautifully said. And I think it's just such a beautiful way to wrap up today's conversation. Um, I think just everything you said about, you know, what has God stirred up inside of you? Like, what are you, what are you passionate about? What do you want to see change in the world? It's such a pertinent question that we need to always ask ourselves because God has placed us in environments, in workplaces, in communities, in industries for a reason. And there's a purpose that he wants to achieve through us. So thank you so much for sharing that and for giving us, you know, your insights around social causes and how we can make an impact in our society. But just before we close, I think it would be great just to hear, you know, how can we stay in touch with you and the things you're doing? Um, How can we stay connected? How can we support you? Let us know how we can, yeah, how we can do that. Yeah. Um, Well, I guess um, number one is you can go and follow us on Instagram at Recognise Store and be a part of our community, find out more about what we're doing. You can also visit our website, which is www.recognisestore.com, where you can find out more about the causes we support. You can view our jewellery, pick your own statement pop on for a cause that you support. Um, And, you know, even go on to purchase it. I I don't know if we kind of explained at the beginning, but um, you know, recognise is a really simple concept and you can pick a base, a jewellery base or a bangle or a necklace and then you can go on to pick a statement pop-on. All of the pop-ons support different causes so you can actually pick the cause that you care about. Maybe it's something you've been through, maybe you want to wear it in support of someone else or just a bigger, you know, global issue that is on your heart and when you do that you not only have the power to raise awareness spark important conversations and help other people feel recognized but a hundred percent of the pop on profits are donated to two for each cause two inspirational charities that are actually making a difference um you know within those causes so um yeah you can follow us visit our website, purchase a pop-on, or um, you can also come and visit one of our pop-ups this summer um, or throughout the year, actually. We're, we're launching our Symbols of Hope 
pop-up tour with John Lewis and we're going to be going across the country to I think about 20 stores um, between next between April and October um, so you can come along you can try on the jewelry for yourself you can meet our team we've got a giant um, wall of hope where you can write a message of hope on for someone else and yeah just they're, they're so much fun we literally love our pop-up so much and we love meeting people and hearing about the causes that you care about and what's on your heart. I think it's an amazing thing. Um, the mission is so beautiful. Um, and once again, thank you for taking the time out to share your journey and your experiences. Um, and I just wish you all the best, um, not just in terms of the business, but as you grow closer to God's and your goals. So thank you once again. Thank you so much. And thank you for your doing. Thank you for listening to the Ascribe podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe as it allows other entrepreneurial women like yourself to find the show. If you would like to find out more about Ascribe, visit us at ascribeculture.com. Enjoy the rest of your day and take care.